to start at um, five minutes past. Yeah, I know he did. I know. But you're two minutes late. Still bad enough. Uh, here we go. It says the man come from, <laughs> from, coming from Birmingham. <laughs> Typical Londoner. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for my Jordan 4s. We've got everyone that's jumping in the group, obviously. Offspring competition. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm, I'm in Camp Crystal at the moment. Trying to get my Steve. pairs. Just you in the back cave. Pedro and... Who um, else? Pedro and Dwayne. My reception isn't that great, so if I keep cutting out, just um, bear with me. You got the Wi-Fi in the back cave. No, well, what it is, it's a, it's, it's a re-triangulation thing, so no one can find out exactly where I am, so no one can see my <laughs> Definitely the back cave, then. Definitely the back cave. <laughs> so if you are logged in right about now, um, have people that might be interested in this discussion, um, just ping them into the group. I will be doing as Pedro gets here. I'm not sure if he's decided to get a haircut right now, why he's taking so long. Um, and then Dwayne will be there shortly. So just ping people in. So it might be silent for about uh, 30 seconds. Um, so just ping people in that you think might be interested in this conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome, Yes, yes, yes. My brother, Loco. Mr. Did you, Ray. Did you, did you go out there? Do you do? Was you out there on Monday, man? Quickly before... Uh, you know um, what? I, did, I, didn't, I didn't even find myself up there, but I heard it was a lot of dead food. Um... Yeah. I also heard that JD pulled a fast one. So, you know, like, the stuff he was posting up, mm, Loco, mm, mm. in regards to, like, they put out the message that, yeah, there's going to be dunks. They cancelled it in the morning, but I think around lunchtime or one o'clock, they actually put them out. Wow. Yeah, so they, bamboo they bamboozled people. Well, you know, are they within their right to do that? Because, you know, the, one, the, the morning was a bit of a... Fuck or you know, a bit of a shit show, innit? I guess so. But if you're if you're the one providing the or the the flu the fluid for the fire, then you know what I mean. Because they, they were sending out the most amount mm. of messages. Does that mean then that they basically labelled everybody that was out in the morning as resellers then? Hmm. Yeah, or I mean, just opportunist, but yeah, you, I, I, I would go along with what you're saying. It's um, madness in Birmingham as well. It was madness. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, um, I think when, well, quite short and sweet, Salvages, um, opening up, there's three floors, it's everybody's downstairs, um, they're opening up, they're opening up the middle floor, you just sort of bear them just running upstairs to get there. I'm just taking my time, went there. So a pair of Max nineties infrareds for sale because I thought you know what I had a good idea that they'll be there. Picked them up, got my pair, gone eighty pounds. Keep <coughs> moving. That was it. Did okay. you say Selfridges? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Birmingham, oh this God. is Birmingham. In, in Birmingham. In I Birmingham. went to the one in London on Monday, and there were so many fights that broke out. Um, <laughs> like in Soho as well, there's just so many fights, but there was like nothing decent. I picked up a t-shirt, but 
apart from that, there was literally nothing, like no stock whatsoever. But I saw on TikTok and a couple of people on Instagram said that there there are a couple of old dunks and UNCs from like obviously before the stores closed down, but I didn't get anything. Yeah, it's like I work in a size in Plymouth. I don't know if any of you guys are like down this area. Um, and it was kind of like mad. Like, I, luckily, I wasn't working on the Monday. But um, we, like in our chat, because of um, we've got like a manager's chat and everything, they started talking about how like there was queues with like 60 people. And like in our area, that's kind of unheard of. And we had panda dunks on the wall. We had patinas on the wall. Um, we had those vault highs, like literally everything. And all kids literally were walking in the store and all they could care about was having StockX open on their phone and they were just checking out like what was worth money and whatever. So it just got to the stage where like we had to turn around and say like whatever shoe size is on your feet, that's what you have to buy. So it's just to try and stop like the whole people and make it kind of fair for everyone. That's a pretty good idea. Sorry to interrupt. Pedro, I'm going to um, hand over to you when you're ready. I'm going to ping people in. Sorry to interrupt people. Um, obviously, Pedro's got a, a, a schedule of events for all of us. Um, there was something else I was going to say, but I've completely forgotten it. But um, yeah, Pedro, um, continue with the conversation by all means. But um, when you're ready, Pedro, just um, jump in, take over and then put us on track. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, does anyone else have anything to say in regards to what went down Monday, Tuesday? Yeah, not really. Just waiting for the, the fun to start here, really. <laughs> hey, my man. All right, let's get this show underway. So to everyone that's in the house tonight, um, appreciate your attendance and all. Um, yeah, Wednesday, 8 o'clock, Clubhouse. So Collector's Dream or Purist Nightmare. So this conversation really has come about from um, a piece that was written by Adam Thomas in the... Um, Facebook in the Facebook group and basically what the piece talks about is um, just a whole heap of um, pr primarily Nike kicks that were released in the mid 2000s which have um, made its um, re-release um, of recent times and I say recent times the last couple of years and uh, but although his piece centers more on terms of the materials and the manufacturing um, production methods. Now, there are two camps in regards to um, the re-releasing of classics. The first being um, those that are gassed for it. So the people that were all in for the clots, the bacons, the lemonades and all of that. And then you've got the other camp who, for whatever reason, um, don't want them to come back, whether it be because they paid mad money for it or they feel that those sort of shoes should be left in the past so on and so forth. So this evening, this conversation is really just all about uh, what camp do you sit in? Do you, are you the one that you sh we should just leave OGs alone? Or do you believe that they should come back? And I'm going to put that question to Loco Jimbo. What wow. are your thoughts? First on the spot. Um, hey. A little bit on the fence with this one, because at heart, obviously I'm a collector, so Anytime something's available, I'm going to soup it up. But then where I talk about the grey era is when they start tweaking the OGs. Like, for example, we got the Air Max 96s coming back. We had them come back a few years ago, actually, with the lab mm. version. But um, again, they gave it an ultra outsole. And um, now, again, we've got a, a... I wouldn't say a watered down. Yeah, yeah, just to say what it is, isn't it? A, a less aired version of, you know, the classic that we've got. So... I'm still going to grab a pair, but it just doesn't have the same heartwarming. 
effect is like a true to one of one from the OG in it. But I sit in the side of like, you know, I'm here for it, man. I love it when they bring back certain classics that, you know, at the time man was broke, man couldn't afford. You know, I was a little young buck seeing all the olders looking fly. I wanted that to get in on that. So, yeah, man, I, I'm all for it when they bring them back, man. As long as they bring them back properly, man. None of that, um, uh, what's it called again? Uh, pet graveyard shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. So you're all for it, but you take issue with, would you say you take issue with the fact that um, in on the remakes that it's not a like for like, it's always not true to how you remember the shoes from your childhood or from your era? Yeah, it kind of grabs me a bit, like especially when um, they do it and they don't pay it homage in, in the right way, you know. Like, like I'm sure a lot of people are gonna have a lot more details about, you know, how um, the making of it and the materials and stuff like that. The QC we know went out the window about ten years ago, so that's already something we, we've come to live with in it. But um, yeah, man, when they like, you know, shrink down the air bubbles and they um, you know, fuck with the shape. Sorry, excuse my language there. When they mess with the shape and. Like, yeah, it just, it, it doesn't, it, it takes away from the OG, you get what I'm saying? When they bring it back and it's strong, it almost, like, you know, keeps the wave going. Nice, 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 nice. Um, let me put the same question to Phil, Mr. Hudson. I know we can, on your profile pic, you've got a whole heap of bacons. So, to me, that's <laughs> just your um, a man. Haram, haram. Money, <laughs> turkey, turkey, turkey. My, my money, Don's making breakfast for fun. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I, I take it you're a man for the remakes, um, rather than leaving the classics behind. What are your thoughts? I'm fully for it as long as they do it correctly. And but, how would you describe and, us correctly? All right, so main thing is that. I don't understand this making air units smaller. It, I don't. I don't get it. Like, what is the? I don't understand. I can explain if it's okay for me to quickly, you know. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. I think the reason why they're doing it is because you know, in the past, back in the day, the air bubble with the, the amount of pressure and all that, eventually they will pop a lot in it. That was the issue with these air mats, like you know, that like air mats ninety five. So I think the count to it, I think somebody must have come up with a, an idea. But why don't we reduce the air bubble so that that way it will give it a less chance of it to pop in? Because obviously there's people's pair that will pop and they've obviously used their heads and well, we can return it back to Nike because they've got what, a year or two year warranty on them or where yeah. it works. So then people must be kept doing that. So I think what Nike might have done, this is me assuming for, for what I'm aware of, or I've, I've also heard as well some, from somewhere years ago that the reason why they reduced it is to do with the pressure. So it's to stop it from reducing its chance of bursting. So I think that's why we're seeing that. Personally, for me, that's a cop out. Because told this is Nike we're talking about, yeah. They, bro, they, yeah. they innovation. How they, they make them Max? Yeah. Hold exactly. the phone. Hold oh. the phone. The Air Max, LeBron Eight and Seven, and even some of these new bullshit Air Max um, shoes that they're coming out with have such a fat air bubble. It makes you exactly. look at them and, find, and think, how comes you just don't put that in the '96 or back in the '95? Exactly. Back in the Air Max One. If Look at they the two seventy air bubble. The two seventy bulbous rude boy. Look at two seventies. They're massive. Yeah. So I, I spoke to someone about this a little while ago, and um, apparently in like the early two thousands, Nike moved the 
manufacturing of the air bubbles from like China and Taiwan back over to the States. Like I think it's done in Maine or somewhere like that. And apparently, this is this is the word that I've I've heard that they do the smaller air bubbles to make it cheaper to match the prices they used to pay when it was back done in East. So like they're they're being all responsible. Like oh, we make it in America and we provide jobs and everything, but like they're cutting costs wherever they can do to try and like recoup the cash. It's so like, like a Snickers bar. Yeah, man. They reduce the size <laughs> to like keep the price point the same. Madness. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that um, common light? Are you are you in agreement with it, or, or do you have other views? Uh, I so I, I've got a, a a kind of weird theory about like um, re-releasing kicks. Like I honestly think that it's a great thing for people to be able to to pick up stuff that they couldn't get at the time. Right. So no no brainer on that one, but. I honestly think that like they need to do it justice. They need to have the materials right. They need to have it like almost one to one and not really care about the people that had the previous resale. Like you're going to have the tag inside the shoe that tells you where it came from and what year it came from if you're, you know, if you're pissed that the stock price is going to go down. Um, but I honestly think that Nike should do something along the lines of a pre order. Like whoever wants them find out however and if you have to wait a year or 18 months for the shoes to come but like these are the favorite shoes from your childhood they need to do something like that and actually get the product right get the materials right instead of cheaping out and rushing through so appreciate your thoughts that's a good sell like like okay like if you think about it how 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 long have some of you waited for your grails right like i i know for myself like i'm i'm like 16 years in to like waiting for a certain shoe to come out and it's never going to come out but if someone said to me like pay 200 pounds you wait 18 months and the shoe is going to be exactly how it deserves to be with the quality and the presentation and everything like that's that's cool give give a window to try and get the pre-orders in and then they can do it like other brands other smaller brands can do it as well it just annoys me that nike really couldn't give a shit and then when they re-release like the the retros they make things so annoyingly different shades of color materials difference adding 3m taking 3m away you know to the to the shoe that you kind of go like Ugh, like what's what's the point this isn't the shoe i remember it doesn't feel the same it doesn't look the same and you just it just disappoints you Hmm. Interesting point. And something that comes to mind as you um, said that common light, and I'm going to put the question to um, Julia. So um, I think it was back in 2016, we had the introduction of what was known as the remastered um, Jordan program, whereby they would make um, Jordan shoes in supposedly its original form of when it was released. Do you think that the, rem um, the Jordan remaster program as a result was a success or do you think it missed it missed the boat in terms of what it set out to um achieve and that's a question for julia sorry i'm midway through dinner so if you hear no noise of me chomping that's why um yeah i don't know it's it's a tricky one i mean i'm I'm sure people have different thoughts and it probably did hit the mark for some, not for others. I think Jordan brand is getting progressively better at 
the retros potentially and also I'm part of Smallfoot Gang so probably have a different view on it because a lot of the shoes I probably wasn't able to get in the past because they didn't even release in my size so now when they do extended size runs I can finally get some of the retros I missed out on um but yeah I don't know it's I guess it's not not something I've given much thought before today's conversation really I didn't realize there were people that were hating so much on retros coming out uh before today to be honest I think it's not so much hating on retros I think the bone of contention is the fact that retros do come out or remakes do come out and it's not in the um it's not in the form in which it was made back in the days and understandably there are some challenges with that in regards to having the um, original lasts manufacturing techniques have um, changed over the times and so on and so forth but not getting bogged down with that i just want to pick up on a point that um, common light mentioned in regards to price point and I want to put a question to Jonathan in that if you were able to have the shoes that you pined for in your childhood in a one-to-one, so it's exactly the way you remember the shoe, everything about that shoe is perfect, would you be prepared to pay the um, the price for that shoe, whether it be 200 210 pounds, whatever the price is? Well, within reason, I'm not crazy. Um, if I had an infinite amount of money, then yeah, what the hell, why not? I just think the one-to-one thing is a dream. Like It's just, it's a pipe dream. It's never going to happen. Like, we've had several other conversations where it's clear that sometimes these brands don't even have the last anymore to make the one-to-one pair. So at this point, it's like, how do we expect them to make a one-to-one pair? I actually like the fact that sometimes there's a bit of difference. Um, yeah, sometimes it sells itself short, um, the difference in the OG to the re-release. Um, yeah, sometimes it definitely sells itself short, but I think generally to sell a new story and a new narrative and bring a new different a different kind of hype, then it has to be slightly different. Like the Power Wars, for example, didn't get them the first time, but I managed to get a pair second time, well, well, last year, when they came out again. And it's like, well, I did feel so, like, I've, I've, I've got the lemon pair, and I look at them, and I'm like, it's definitely not the same shoe, right? But it will do, right? It will it, it'll do, I guess. Um, so I'm not too worried about it, unless it's just, like, the obs- obviously blatant sort of... Um, a cheap rehash and there's also no like we make an assumption that a one-to-one pair will be more expensive i don't think it will necessarily be more expensive because the materials are like some of those materials the same materials they're still using in some kicks right now um so like we said we've got air bubbles they can make them as big as they want they just choose not to right so like, are, are, are Nike really going to charge me fifty pounds extra for for about what? How many millimeters of more air bubble? Come on, no chance they, they can get away with that. They'll do it though. But just just to jump in there, question was about the remastered campaign. <clears throat> so I'm a bit out of breath. But um, the remastered campaign was it a success. You said it was a hundred percent a success. Remember what the price of Jordan fours were before they released the Oreos and the I think it was the Columbia's 
So before that, 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 those were the two things that heralded the remastered campaign from what I believe. And then the price shot up. So I think it was 165, 170. So then from there, <clears throat> they did that as a remaster. And then, lo and behold, every pair of Jordan 4s was in that price range. Like the uni blues that are coming out um, on Saturday or whatever it is, they're 170. So the, the campaign potentially was a dupe, wasn't it? It was to get us to get accustomed to paying more under the banner of, yes, it's better quality. And arguably, was it? Yeah, the, the level was a bit more tumbled and whatnot. But was it back like the quality that you got when Jordan 4 was released for the first time round? No. But Rain, saying that, like, think about it. The price is going to go up every year. That's a guarantee. That's like, that's a guarantee. The price of everything goes up every year. So maybe they con us with a, a campaign at the start of the year so it's more digestible. But if you think that you're going to pay, I don't know, 120 for a Jordan 1 in 2018 and somehow the next year you're still going to expect, or next two years you're still going to expect to pay 120, that's like, that's a bit crazy for me. You know, no, I, I get the it. prices to keep going up. And you know, I expect the prices to keep going up, but I think be honest about it forget the fucking remastered campaign like, i understand bus fare goes up every year like my train ticket from wherever to wherever goes up every year the government don't make no bones they lie to an extent and say it's because we're doing road works or we're doing works on the train but i understand the methodology nike have told me that this is a remastered campaign which now has disappeared but the price is still the same so they're calling us i agree with that one because i remember the price <laughs> My apologies, who, who's um, speaking? Facts. I think Dwayne. Facts, Dwayne facts, facts. And the thing is... Sorry. Uh, hello? Yeah, can I can hear, hear you. I can hear you. Yes. Okay, so I was going to say, where they're taking liberties as well is whether even if it's a Nike Air on the back or a Jumpman on the back, it's the same price as well. Like, they're not even differentiating between the two. It's just, yeah, whatever we're churning out, we're just, you pay for it now. I hear that. I hear that. Faz, I, I saw your mic flashing, and then after that, we'll go to Mitch. Um, did you want to say anything on that at all? Yo, sorry, I've been chomping. <laughs> um, nah, definitely, I think, I think for sure, like... The, the the dupe that Nike pulled with the, with the remastered thing, I fully agree that um, that was their game, was just to be able to up the price and make it palatable um, for their heads. But I think in terms of like, especially with the air unit and stuff, they can do it. I mean, it probably is going to mean a little bit of like rejigging of other elements in a way. And maybe there's something to do with proportionality and... I don't know if they it's like a it's like a slippery slope thing in my view is that if they bring that larger air unit back for the Air Max 1 then that has to be for everything because everyone's going to be like well let's just fucking stick with this this is banging do you know what I mean and it's and it could possibly bring up issues with that when it comes to the um, the the being truthful to the OGs just quickly is you can see how much it means when like Patter aren't willing to do another collab unless the shape is on point um, and I fully back that and I wish there was a little bit more in terms of other people doing collabs or, or requesting that kind of, um, that, that devotion to the, to, to the OG. But I think 
it's it's one of those things where like I'll just equate it in the music game. Like recently, not well, it's probably not that recent, but there was a remaster of um, some classic drum and bass music. And believe it or not, Ram Records, if anyone knows who Ram Records are, they didn't have the the masters. So they so they reached out to a friend of mine and got his OG copy of the, you know, the first pressing of that album to repress it from. So they ripped a vinyl and then created the vinyl off that rip. So if someone's willing to go to some extent to go to an OG of something they can do. So that's for me when I kind of can draw a parallel with within the music industry with um with the shoes. I think if Nike wanted to, it's not that difficult to get the shape right. And I think that it's it's some element of stubbornness. There must be something to do with the business model where with the air unit, with the shape, it's one of those things that if they kind of go back down that path, it's it, there's a lot of change and therefore a lot of outlay on their behalf to kind of rejig things. That's the only thing it can really make sense for me. I had a comment there about when everyone, because it's repeated a lot that Pat will not do another collab unless the shape is right. Is that what they're telling us or is that actual facts? Because, you know, it, it's almost like folklore at this point, right? It keeps getting repeated. But I'm sure, devil's advocate here, you're telling me if Nike didn't throw enough money at it, at the whole idea and the whole campaign, they wouldn't jump at it irrespective of the shape of the shoe. Well, I will tell you, there was meant to be uh, Air Max One with Patter years before it actually came out and it kept getting pushed back, pushed back because um, the lads at Patter just weren't happy with what was coming back from the factories and they kept the way your um <laughs> God, I thought that was. <laughs> I thought that was my Ray and nephew, man. Exactly. <laughs> oh dear, sorry, Dwayne, we lost you there. There was. There, I just jumping in off that. It was it was a hundred. It's hundred percent true because on Air Max Day, Patter. Uh, I can't remember the dude's name. The guy who owns Patter. He um he Edison. straight up said that Edison. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Edison said straight up. That's what it is. If the shape ain't right, if we ain't getting it how we want it to, we're not running it. And that's that's massively um props to him. And then they released that um that hybrid ID bullshit. Basically, <laughs> they. Like, not everyone can afford to take a position like that. I'm just going to, like, if we're keeping it 100, not everyone can, like, if you think about it, if I was a brand that collaborated with Nike years ago, the people who have the shoe have the shoe, right? Someone else might want the shoe, but they weren't there then, and they've missed out. That's just the nature of the game, right? We're going to bring something else out. We're going to do some stuff. We're going to throw some money at it. We're going to engage some people. And everyone's gonna like the next version. It's like the the moon landing uh, kicks that came out. The Air Max was it nineties came out. Was it eighteen months ago or something like that? I hated them. I looked at them and I thought, 
raw, but there was so much energy for them. And, you know, people love them. They're nothing. I, I don't think they like the OG because the OG ones I actually really wanted. But when I saw this bit, I was like, raw, is this it? Nah, you can miss me with that one. So I don't know. It just people engage with them differently. And irrespective of shape or materials, someone out there is always going to want to buy into it in one way or the other. Appreciate it, Jonathan. Um, Mitch and then Ursan. Um, Mitch, then Ursan. Yeah, so I basically want to touch on the whole, like, kind of the shape kind of thing that you guys are talking about. Um, I think Nike can do it. It is purely down to laziness, realistically. Like, you've only got to look at the Jordan 85s. When they released the Varsity Red, like, that that dropped and that banged. I think, what, it was 23,000 pairs. They added the bags and everything like that for people to enjoy. And, like, the, the hints back to the old kind of pairs was quite... Um, like nice having the extra hang tag, having the sticker on the inside, and having like the branding on the ankle collar um, of literally the style code and stuff. That's pretty cool to have like that all hinting back. And they even introduced the old shape from the 85s, like being able to curl up the toe box a little bit so you look like you're wearing an elf shoe. And the extra like on the outside, um, the extra patterning that they added to the midsole was quite sick um but then they kind of got lazy with it when it comes to the neutral grays like my neutral grays have the sticker in the inside and it still has the old code in so like where it says the colorway it says red black and it's like they didn't even go through the effort to make it say like gray or anything gray white or anything like that yeah, so it's kind of lazy on the behalf of that they used old stickers basically just to whack in the insides but I get why they do it, and they even marked up the price to £165, so obviously they can get people to pay the prices for those. Um, but it's just kind of like where they set the market at. Like When we were talking about pre-order a minute ago, I feel like that is the probably the best way they'll do it. But Nike know that they're going to make loads of money off of it. They know they're going to sell what they have, especially if they're really retro shoes. Um, so no matter what they do, um, they'll make their money back. And that it's kind of then helps them drive more of a market because they know that the shoe's going to resell aftermarket, which drives more and more people to like want Jordan brand or a Nike Air shoe or whatever, whatever it is. Appreciate that, Mitch. Ursan? Yeah, so um, touching back onto this, uh, the conversation in relation to Patter saying that they wouldn't come out and do a shoe again unless it was the right right style and, and met what they wanted but pirates didn't they leak earlier this year that they're coming back with two more air max the ones this year later this year and also the fact that edson referred to it on air max day on his live so you know we we kind of get the impression that well we hope that they've achieved that goal of making it more true to how they wanted it um, but yeah, touching on this actual subject for me, the collector's dream and purest nightmare. For me, I think it's it's the other things that make it worse. You know, like when you're getting mids called royals or breads when they're not, or something that you know has a slight Chicago look is getting called a Chicago. Or the um, another example is that you know the overbreak. Um, SP that's you know been duped the Mars yard because it has a similar colorway. For me, they're the things that I find more of an issue with because it's like you're cheapening the the more authentic or the the one that paved the way. You know these shoes are fine, come whatever, but you they don't have to have these links to the you know the more iconic shoes in my opinion. 
appreciate that, Ersan. Just touching on the point you made in regards to the pattern, the announcement that was made by Edison, I think there's a slight difference in that the shoes that have been reportedly um, leaked by um, pirates, there's a slight distinct difference between the pack that came out in, was it 2009, 2010, whenever it was, to the shoes that are coming out end of the year. They don't follow the same colour schematic, so to speak. Um, so I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really say that, um, yeah, they don't, they don't really follow on, in, in my opinion, from what came out in 2009. I, even though it does, even though they do deploy the same model, um, for me, it's just another shoe by Pata that so happens to be an Air Max One, rather than a remake of a shoe that came out um, 11 years ago. But um, moving on, I want to um, ask um, ask a question in regards to how long do you think a shoe should be left alone before it's considered to be remade or re-released or retroed, which of the other? And that's a question to ask. It's be this nickname's gonna kill me. This it's gonna follow me forever. But um I'd say at least five years. Let that thing breathe a little bit. Unless it's a shoe that gets updated every year as like a player's shoe or something like that. Let the shoes breathe a bit. Cause I feel like they're just flooding colorways and trying to update minor it's minor steps. There's no big changes to the shoe. It's just little tweak here or it used to be sunburst orange and now it's tangerine orange or something. Let some of this stuff breathe a bit and give me at least five years to enjoy it. And then you can try to bring it back. Maybe technology's improved. Maybe uh, manufacturing's improved, whatever. But don't rush it. For a collaboration, is anybody speaking? I don't know. I don't know if my internet's a bit dodgy. But for a collaboration, I think 10 years minimum. That's what I think. For a normal... Ten years, that's... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Re-release. Re Restock. Ten years. For a collaboration. Three. For a collaboration, ten years. How can you keep... But what numbers are on that collab, though? How widespread is it? Hold on. I mean, I hate to jump in like this, but how, how widespread would the collab be? Like, how many... Well, uh, uh, give me an approximate amount of units, because some collabs, you're talking about things that are very small runs, and then there are things that are just... There's a million pairs out there. It's just the collab, and they just decide to put this person's name on it, and this person decide to work with the brand and flood the market with, you know, a million pairs. Let's say. I'd say regardless, ten years minimum as well, man. Don't matter about the numbers. Ten years. How, how can you keep churning out, churning out the same certain? Exactly. That don't make no sense. You 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 nasty up the product. You 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 lose the legacy, the the whole the whole the whole luster of it. You know what I mean? Like. It, so, somebody's taken the time and effort to make make something make something beautiful, make a spectacle. You know what I mean? And you're gonna copy and paste it every four years? No way. Yeah, becomes a dead food, man. That's minimum. dead. Ten years minimum, minimum, ten years. Because you need to let, the, of course, let the thing breathe, let the thing make its leave its legacy, its its mark. You know what I mean? Imagine having I don't know. I'm trying to think of a shoe. And then, like four years down the line, it come out again. You don't need that same shoe to come out again. There's there's plenty of different collaborators, plenty of different shoes. You know what I mean? Plenty of different ideas to touch on, and all of that. Ten years, got to be ten years minimum. Um, Mitch, do you want to jump in? 
Yeah, so essentially what I wanted to basically say is like Nike could always go down a route of doing like we've got sneakers there, we've got Air Max there and stuff like that. They could always do some kind of event for pure history reasons. Like they can make a day, whether it's the day that Nike was first ever founded and use that as a historical like birthday and talk about like say like I keep going back to Jordans because that's what I know. But say they talk about, I don't know, the Chicago or whatever and they can then bring out a re-release of that during the day. People can order it up and everything, and then they move on to something else, and multiple different shoes that they can discuss on that day. So if you're a f- true sneakerhead and you really want to get that shoe again, there's your opportunity to buy it, and there shouldn't be like no other way of doing it. It comes around every year for different um, kind of releases, whether they drop like six releases within the whole day. It kind of gives everyone opportunity. I feel like that's the way they should do it, and it also teaches newer sneakerheads like the older what happened with the old ones and everything like that it educates the whole community as a like massive scope essentially so just so that i'm clearing your understanding are you saying that a shoe should come out every year in 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 terms of marking it as a birthday uh, as a historical event of a release um so i'm kind of like saying down the roots of like doing several different things so whether it's not just like a birthday but like nike holds stock we all know that nike holds stock back for various different things whether it's exclusive access whether it's for sneakers day we always get a re-release of different shoes but like i'm on about like they could even host a day for um a shoe from i don't know let's say the chicago will stay on that um they can then drop a whole like thing about it, a live stream where they get everyone in talking about it whether they can end up hitting up someone from like Michael Jordan's line and getting them talking about the whole design, like take Hatfield or anyone like that on board to chat about things. Um, and even just express it, whether it's just one shoe um, a year that they discuss and bring back like they do with the 85 line, um, but hype it up kind of more. So it gives more people like a knowledge behind the shoe. It's not just people buying it just straight up resale, um, if you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Um, just want to still tag on to that line of argument. If we strip away the celebratory element of what you've just mentioned, and we're talking about um, a shoe that has been collaborated with a well-known street artist, how long, in your opinion, do you think that shoe should be allowed to breathe, to borrow a term, before it's considered to be re-released or retroed? So I think it's realistically down to like the artist. So you've got Virgil Abloh's line, like his, he's quite clever with how he's gone about things. He'll release like the OG stuff, which was just all clean. Um, and then obviously he goes through different colorways, but um, it's trying to keep that whole like original shape and structure and colorway that they kept um, true to fashion. But when it comes to down to that, it's, I, I get what you mean that there needs time to breathe, whether it's five years or 10 years. Um, but it's just then there's such a vast audience later down the line and whether people fall out of sneak collecting because they can't get their grails and all that, there's several grails I want. Um, and I, I know they're never going to come out ever again. Um, but it's, it's a very hard topic for myself to put like a date on to say that this needs to come out again or whatever, whether they do like, so Tom Sachs, for example, is now doing, I don't know if you've seen sneakers today. He's doing the wear testers program. I think that gives people a good opportunity to get the Mars yard, but then it's also the fact of it's not the same. So it's, it's a very hard topic. Like it is a great discussion, but it's very hard for myself to answer. Cool. Appreciate that. 
Um, Brad, do you have a, a difference of opinion in regards to what has been mentioned in terms of a length of time that um, a shoe should be left alone? Should it be five? Should it be ten? Should it even be longer? What are your thoughts? And that's to Brad. I take it Brad's not there. Um, in fact, I'll open it up to anyone. Does anyone have a difference of opinion in regards to what has been mentioned in terms of the length of time a shoe should be left alone? No? I do. Sorry, I do. Sorry, sorry. My um, my car's going off and all sorts. You know what it is? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about once the shoe comes out, that's it. Don't re-retro it at all. Come up with something new or whatever it may be. Like, and it's not even about being a purist or an elitist. I think there's like you got to think. You can't go and buy a bouquet in the shop now. It's come out. It's gone. Well, you couldn't buy it in the shop in the first place. But you get the point I'm making. It comes out. You have your chance, and then it's gone. They move on to the chevron. Then. After the Chevron comes out, it moves on to the Devo. You know what I mean? It should be the same thing with trailers. And I think that in itself will keep the, the sneaker game going. I just don't think there any any retros of anything. Well, collabs, definitely not collabs. But if you're talking about like your your Jordan, I don't know, your Bread Fours or your Cement Fours, yeah, because those are a piece of history. And I think to keep the legacy going, keep those. But collabs, like Virgil's stuff should never re-release, ever. Is there ever an issue of licensing with some of these things? Because that's the only thing about, that's why I thought five years might be a sweet spot. I think like the longer you try to hold on, other people start doing stuff with other brands and then things come back and you want to retro it. And now you have the issue of, can you get that license reestablished or is that relationship still there? That That's something that I kind of sort of wonder about. It could be because, oh, oh sorry. No, yeah, no, no, go on, go on, Ray. Because if you think about the, um, the the recently released Bacons, I think there was some, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard that there were some licensing bits why they weren't done exactly as they were or even have had a reference to um, DQM. I'm, I'm not sure if that's 100% true, but I think bits which, which come into it. Yeah, that's true. Dave, no, uh, doesn't that license now belongs to Vans, that door, that actual shop, that whole concept. So they're affiliated with Vans now, so it couldn't be the exact same bacon as we remember from the first drop. Right, okay, Craig. I think, Faz, was you um, flashing your mic to say something? I swear, Ekin was going to go. And then I'll go after if that's if that's calm. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh yeah. Um. So with the earlier question with um regarding the release of well ret retroing um collaborations, I think like like I don't I don't mind it re-releasing like in ten years. That that that's that's a good amount of time. Five years is a bit too short. However, like the thing that someone said with Virgil, like he should never re-release collaborations. I agree on that. Because like you always have like a slightly different colorway, like every couple of years. Like you have the Chicago off-white ones, and then now we're getting maybe the Canary off-white ones um, down the line. And we already had the blue one. I, th I forgot the I forgot the names because I don't own these. Um, but like yeah, I just feel like that should happen. Like just different colorways of the same shoe. I think that's that's the way to go. Because like the point of a collaboration is to um, make it limited. 
and like you know, it's a collaboration. It's meant to be something special. So I feel like just re like releasing the same shoe, it just kind of defeats the point of it. So with that said, Deakin, what are your thoughts on the clots that came out this year, whereby it's virtually the same shoe? The only difference is on the heel, you've got um, a free M. Um, a, a, yeah, a free M material on the hill, whereas I believe the original didn't have that at all, or rather it had free M hits in different parts of the shoe. What are your thoughts to that? So, as the, like, I like the shoe, and, you know, sometimes, like, it should re-release. I don't know how long, um, do you know how long it was from the original release? Because I had no idea when the original release uh, about 16 years, roughly. Okay, so, you know, in, like, for the people that had the original um, clots, like, by then, it would have been, you know, worn, worn and teared, you know, the soles would have crumbled by now, you know, depending on how much they worn the shoe. So, like, yeah, sometimes I do agree there should be a re-release, like, down the line around, like, 10 years, because by then, like, some shoes get absolutely destroyed. Like, I got a pair of Harachis that I still have, that I think like it's been four or five years and like the bottoms of it is completely like flattened out and the sides are just eating away and I'm just waiting for like a decent Hirachi release so I can um, replace them but yeah I feel like they should be um, re-releases of some collaborations. Cool cool cool. Common Light what do you want to say on that? I just had a random thought like how how would people feel about if like Nike or whatever gave like first dibs to people that already had that shoe from like 20 years or wh however long ago and it like wasn't wearable. So like instead of having to jump through hoops or pay resale or whatever, if you could prove that you owned that shoe, you were able to get the remastered or re remade version of that shoe. Like it'd be an interesting like concept to like dish out to people that like, you know, were really trying to re up on like one of their favorite shoes of all time. And, like, more fool the person who's, like, about to drop, like, two Gs on an OG unwearable shoe to then pay, like, 120 for, a, you know, the retro. Um, and then the, the other thought I had as well is, um, like, we're a funny breed. Like, we are, like, anti any difference on, like, like retro collab shoes, right? Or, or, like, retro classics. But yet we celebrate things like the Kobe Pro Tro range where like shoes that i mean totally different connection but shoes that were really loved on the street and for performance suddenly gets re-released and it's been updated to like modern day tech and everybody loves it and celebrates what a fantastic thing it is but when they did that with the air max one with like the the fucked up soul or whatever everyone was up in arms about it like we're we're a, a, a breed of people that cannot be like pleased in any way shape or form and it's funny you say that, um, Common Light. It's, I, I think what, what it boils down to is the personal affinity to those shoes and what, what it means to them and how the shoes speak um, to them. Um, and I actually want to bring um, Mr. Dan Gooding into this because I know he, he has a, a certain feeling in regards to Air Max One in terms of the, um, how it's manufactured, where it's manufactured and the, um, the quality of the shoes were a lot better when it was made in in Thailand and um, Indonesia. And yeah, I just want to hear your thoughts on, on this, Dan. Uh, 
yeah, you, you caught me, you caught me again, like cooking tea. Um, yeah. Um, uh, you know, um, I, I come from, I come from an era where I, I was able to see a lot of these kind of shoes, you know, first time around. Um, uh, and you know, as I've said before, I think that they, they do sometimes end up feeling like really different products. Um, uh, I've, I've come into the conversation late, so excuse me if a few of these things have been said already, but you know, um, these materials that shoes are made out of, you know, time does them no favors. You know, I'm sure you've talked about things crumbling and all the rest of it and, and how retros enable you to, uh, 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 wear the shoe again as when, when the shoe is, you know, you think about the Air Max one, when that was originally made, it was actually made to run in, you know, when you think about Jordan threes and fours and fives, they were originally made, you know, to play basketball in, you know, the shoes, they are, when they're not made for sport anymore, you know, you can tell and, and they just don't invoke the same things. So, um, yeah, I, I think that, um, uh, uh, we just heard about somebody talking about how, how we're fickle, you know, there is, there is a flip side to that. It doesn't, it doesn't take a lot to make us happy. Just make a shoe well, make it in a shape that's consistent with, with what it always was, you know, put some of the same markings on it, you know, and, and, and I think we will be happy. I think there are actually easy ways to keep us happy, but it's consistently not done. I think if you look at, say, um, uh, the, a good example, I think is the, uh, the Jordan four, the bread four that recently, recently dropped, you know, crying out for a Nikkei heel for ages and we get one, you know, and the, the font's all off and it's all squiffy off, off the middle on the heel. And it's just like, you know, it's kind of just like <laughs> insult to injury. If you can do it and do it right or don't do it at all is my view. Appreciate that. Dan. Appreciate that. Dan. Uh, yes, Fars. I'm just going to throw a little um, spanner. You know, with like, for example, like Nike and, and the collabs that they have more time. It's, it's the, it's, it's down to the artist. I'd say whether they do get re-released, like for example, I don't know. So there was cause with the two colorways and often it's like a friends and family thing. And obviously Virgil and the whole off-white things getting milked, but say like, so with like Sakai, Nike does this thing where there's like a time period where they'll just put out essentially like a bait copy of that design. For example, anyone clock the Air Force One Shadows is basically the Sakai kind of overlapped swooshes and double tongues. Anyone? Nah, it's like a GR Air Force One anyway called the Shadow. And it's basically the same. Y'all can hear me. Signal says, yeah, I can. I can hear you. And, I can hear you. And it's yeah, the same double, yeah, yeah. double swoosh, like overlap panels, the, the sole thing. And they just use the exact Sakai design on a GR kind of Air Force One release. And that's something that they've, they've done in some capacity, shape or form, I guess, with kind of, I mean, the deconstructing isn't anything new, but, but Nike will, when it suits them, take design elements as strong as it is. As soon as I saw those shadows, I was like, right, that's just basically the Sakai. Do you know what I mean? And Nike will take those elements and they'll just take it for themselves from time to time. And whether that's a licensing, whether they have ultimate control over the licensing, whether it suits them, they'll do it if, um, if for example, maybe the person that they're collaborating don't have it. So the, these are some of the things that you see that you're like, well, they take design elements from from collaborations and they use it in other products. And, and with the Sakai, I don't think it's devalued it because obviously Sakai came back strong um with the vapor waffle um but 
definitely with, I'd say with Virgil, they're milking it for sure. Just bringing out colorway after colorway. But there's definitely like, you know, obvious examples, um, stash, cause there isn't, there isn't a milking of that, that model. It just gets done and it's, and they move on to the next one. I feel like what I was coming to massive roundabout way of doing it. I had to drop that Sakai thing in because it was, because it was on my mind, but it's, 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 I guess it's the integrity of the artist, whether they do get retroed and how much that artist needs money or is, do you know what I mean? Is that way inclined? Because you're not seeing it with some of the more, I guess, niche artists over the course of time. Appreciate that, Fars. Um, appreciate that. Um, I want to kind of ex um, expand on, on this subject. And I just want to ask Tasha um, her thoughts in regards to um, original, rather iconic classics being extended into packs. And what I mean by that is, for an example, the Lemonades that came out last year now everyone obviously was um gagging for the original lemonades but in that as well you had the limeades as well and um you had the pink strawberry um lemonades so i just want to i just want to know your thoughts tasha in regards to your feelings for um classics being extended into packs are you for it are you against it what are your thoughts tasha um i'm for it because i wasn't a fan of the the limeades i prefer the strawberry or the lemon so i was happy that they came in other colorways so there was um there was a choice i don't have a problem with packs i think it just gives um more selection for other people to um to choose appreciate that um Trony, are you are you for um um, pack extensions if I can call them that or do you think they should just retro the shoes or re-release the shoes and just leave it at that what are your thoughts Troni um I think it just depends on the uh, the collection really you know I think it depends like for instance the Powerwall ones the uh, Lemonades that pack I thought that was a good idea because I again I was one of the I was I went for the strawberries I didn't want all three of them I only wanted the one and that was the one I liked but then there's certain ones, certain collections. I feel like you, you can't really do another version to it, like the um, the Amos Air Max One. Like you, you really can't do another version to that. You have to keep it as it is. So for some, yes. For some, no. I wouldn't. You can't really change it up too much. So yeah, that's my opinion. Cool. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, sticking with you for a sec, Tony. I know um, you're. A big Addy fan as well. What are your mm. thoughts in regards to the remake of the um, the ZX8000, whereby they inserted um, a boost um, sole plate into the shoe rather than um, using the original? I think it was an EVA uh, mold on on the shoes. Are you again? Are you for it? Are you against it? Should they just keep it as a like for like? I think. Because I think, didn't they do like two versions? So one of them had the boost and one of them was just as like, you know, like the like OG, like with the system on there. Well, I, yeah, yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, no, they did. Just, was, no, yeah, they did. One was like a vintage and then yes. the other had the boost. Assault, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a good, I think that was a great idea what they did with that. Because I think you, for, for instance, you, you can't see the boost. And I just think it increases the comfort of it. So I thought that was a brilliant idea what they did. It didn't change the look of it. You couldn't, you know what I mean? It, it looks exactly like the OG pair. It's just the difference is 
a different technologies in them. I think with the bees being in there, um, I thought that was a great idea what they did with that because it didn't change the look of it. It didn't, you know what I mean? It didn't change the size of it or anything like that. It was just a case of they just added a little bit more comfort, you know, changing the technology. So I thought that was a good idea. Do you, cool. Do you, um, sorry, Mitch, I saw your mic flashing. Do you want to add to that at all? Yeah, so I kind of want to touch on the whole, like, getting into the whole Adidas kind of thing as well. Um, it's like, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with the City Series. I don't know if any of you can flash your, like, mics at me if you know what I'm on about. Um, so the City Series of Adidas, it's kind of, um, there's a massive, obviously, demand. People really love those shoes. They date back super, super far. And it's something like um, us at size, like we've recently started doing collabs and we've had to touch our knowledge up on everything is because of we're, we're collabing with Adidas essentially and doing in-store size exclusives, which are basically the same colorways that we've ever released on the City Series lines, um, but just on like the same shoe. Maybe we change up something or it's on a slightly different silhouette, but very like obviously Adidas gazelles, so many different things look so alike in Adidas realm. Um, that they kind of just switch over and put it on a different silhouette, but the same exact same colorway. It just doesn't have the City Series stamp on it, essentially. Um, so that's kind of one of the things. But then when we move over to Nike, I feel like the whole re-retroing things from Nike's perspective is like everyone knows air bubbles in the shoes don't ever last. They either pop or they crumble. Like We were talking the other day on Air Max Day. We had several people in the chat who were from different places. Um and they said it's that humid that the soles just crumble. And I feel like that's the biggest issue from Nike's perspective is they have to re-retro these shoes for the pure reason of they just get absolutely ruined after time. Like any shoe normally does, but I feel like the Air Max and like any line from the Air series is always having issues, whether it's sole crumbling or bubbles popping or whatever. I know I, Nike do refund customers for that stuff, but it's something that they really need to iron out. And I guess the only way of that them doing it is just re-retroing shoes, but then it also comes down to licensing, as we've discussed already. Mitch. Appreciate that. Mitch, Appreciate sorry. Um, Henry. Tony, do you want to jump in? Yeah, go for it, go for it, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Mitch, could I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. Do you work for size, did you say? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, can you tell him to bring back the Birmingham one? Birmingham pair, please. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I'm not even joking. I saw a kid. I have a guy come in the store 24-7. I'm sorry to get sidetracked. There's a guy that comes in the store. He's like, he's like 15 years old, and his dad's like 40, and he makes his son wear any like other shoes, and he was wearing the Birmingham's, and correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, it's, it, it was like 500 pairs, um, as far as I know. Yeah, and yeah, Isn't are. it based off Cadbury's? Because it was purple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, was, yeah. he was going on about it. It's ridiculous money. And I was there, like, I, I can't get my head around that stuff. But the, the, yeah, the minimum was about, I think the cheapest I've ever I've seen recently was £800. Yeah, he paid £9. Yeah, the yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, they go for silly money now. Because it's, it's an 11 year old shoe. So, yeah. Sorry. It's, sorry it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but we're re-retroing things on different shoes. So, like, doing yeah, spec. Yeah seeing that similar colorway on different models or similar models yeah i need that birmingham pair <laughs> sorry henry sorry everybody no no it's all good because i'm um, to be fair i'm, I'm just going to stick with adidas for a bit and i just wanted to ask mitch i know a lot of the adi fans they've been um generally over overall they've been pretty happy with a lot of the city um series shoes that have come out but um have the, in 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 vain has there been any murmurings or complaint in terms of um the quality of shoes or, and whether it's a one for one a like for like or has is it has it generally been positive news oh absolutely i will uh, like the amount of so the adidas people that i have 
I obviously won't disclose too much because I do work for the size brand. But um, so essentially, we will also get a lot of hate for it. So obviously, you get people that travel down. If they can't get the shoe, they're not happy. But then there's been several customers that have come in since I've been working there saying, like, oh, I find it a joke that Adidas is re-releasing this, but they're also calling it. They're, they're not marking it as series series. They're just going to re-release the colorway on the same shoe. And they get really annoyed at that. Um, so there's a lot, a lot of hate towards it. And they flame us for essentially it because Adidas tend to collab with us on these shoes. Um, and they kind of blame us and put this down to us. But we've chose to do that when it's not. It's just kind of like Adidas wanting to give people another opportunity. Cool. Yes, Troni. Yeah, I was going to say, when it comes to those um, Adidas heads, when it comes to the city packs and stuff like that, the, the guys in the, well, when they line up in the Birmingham size store and all that, they're very calm and chill because, you know, a lot of them are grown men and they're just very, you know, they, you know, stick to the, you know, how they do the lines and all that. And there's, I rarely hear any trouble when it comes to those guys. Sometimes you can hear it time to time in different places, you know, depending on what part of the country you're at. But most of the time, I rarely hear any trouble when it comes to those guys doing lineups. They're very peaceful and then buying each other food, you know, getting each other food and drinks. I might say it doesn't happen with the Nike ones, but we all know what happens when it comes to Knights and Air Jordan um, lineups, campouts, I should say. So, yeah, those guys seem to be all right and chilled, man. Cool. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, it's currently eight minutes past nine, um, and this is the panel um, midweek um, sneaker chat in Clubhouse. Um, to all of you that are still with us, appreciate it. To all of you that have joined us, appreciate it. We have been talking about collectors' dreams or purest nightmares in terms of re-releasing um, OG classics in both um, from all brands, generally speaking. But I kind of want to change it up now and. Um, and basically discuss um, the recent news that we've had in regards to the Nike Air Max 1 and um, Travis Scott, which is um, reportedly scheduled to be released end of this year. And um, I want to ask Anthony, what are your initial thoughts on um, the release of the shoes? Apparently, it's a five-shoe it's a five, it's, it's five pack. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to know your thoughts, Anthony, and then Ekin afterwards. No, Anthony? Sorry, man. I'm trying to put the little one to sleep. Okay, Worst cool. We'll come back to you in a sec. No, no, no problem. Um, Sorry. Did you... No, it's all good. Um, Ekin, did you want to answer? Yeah, I can't lie. When I heard when there was going to be five colorways, I got even more excited. Because like, if it's just the one colorway, I just feel like I'm not going to get it. But... Um, yeah, five colorways seems really good for me. And I, I looked at some of the mock-ups as well. And, yeah, pretty much, like, all of them apart from one. And I just wonder how they're going to... Because first, I thought they were going to release on Air Max Day because um, I saw on my Instagram feed uh, Travis Scott's uh, Air Max 1. And I was like, you know, is this, like, April Fool's? Or, like, you know, is this, like, a joke? But then, yeah... I just can't wait for it. Just waiting. Cool. Appreciate that. Ersan, um, you had your mic flashing. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan. I think it's a I think it's a great move by Nike. I, I mean, is he the biggest weapon in Nike's arsenal right now? Arguably yes. Um, you know, five silhouettes. Um yeah, put on five different colorways, should I say. 
but we don't even know how it's going to drop. You know, if it was regional and there's one in America, one in Asia, one in EU, you know, one in Africa's and so on and so far, like it could make it even more of a chase for people to get the colorway they want. So for me, I, I think it's a bit of a masterstroke. I, can't, I, I really can't see how it's going to go wrong for Nike, to be honest, on that one at all. Appreciate that, uh, Sam. Um, Phil, talk to me. Um, we've had two heads that say it's it's a move. One of them saying that um, Travis Scott is one of is basically Nike's biggest weapon. But talk to me. It the, for me the collab doesn't make sense. I don't understand the relationship Travis Scott has with an Air Max One. I mean his relationship with a Jordan that makes sense because there's there's a story there's an affinity there and it, it's quite it's quite evident but with an air max one i can't see the connection um is he do you think he's being rinsed and that's to philip no phil okay ursan and then mitch yeah, just to go back on you on that one, really. I mean, did he have an affinity with the dunk apart from wearing them? You know, and he got a dunk. So for me, again, he just, yeah, I understand what you're saying. They are maximising his potential with them. But it's, you know, it's the Cactus Jack, is it? It's not always the Travis Scott. It's the, it's the, char the character Cactus Jack that's like the selling point for them. So... Yeah, again, I, I can't see personally what why it'd be a bad move. But, you know, is it authentic to, you know, Air Max 1 and stuff like that? No, it, it's not. But, you know, the other week we were talking in here about how the younger generation doesn't have that affection to the Air Max 1. Or well, is this the shoe that makes them go and get that affection? That's a great question. Mitch, then Fars, then Ekin. Yeah, I feel like that's that's what I was going to touch on is like the whole bringing the younger thing into it because obviously Travis Scott's had so much around him. He's collabed with Fortnite, he's collabed with McDonald's. Collabing with brands like that are going to bring a younger generation in as well. And it's like the Air Max, like everyone that I knew originally, Air Maxes were always towards like the older generation, the, the OGs, I'd say. Um, and realistically, myself, I don't collect Air Maxes, but the shoe that I will pick up, my first Air Max will be the Travis Scott. Um, whether that's just because I follow Travis Scott, um, then yeah, that could be it. But it's the fact of it brings loads of different people in. But I do think it will damage some of the Air Max culture. Like I know a lot of Air Max heads, and they're not happy at all about the Travis Scott collab because it, it's just purely a marketing pull, in my opinion, from Nike. It's just a their goal is to make money, and if they have to rinse Travis Scott for it, you've only got to look at the two seventies. Two seventies were never a nice shoe, in my personal opinion. I then had to get the 270 because Travis Scott like made it. It was just something that just drew me to it. So it's kind of on those lines of it's to bring in different markets, but it will affect realistically the OG heads, I feel. Yeah, it's a definite cash grab. I think tweaks on the silhouette, like the mock-ups show that the lacing system goes up kind of like usual Air Max style, but I swear in the teaser, they're like hidden. They're like 97 style under the under the lip of the mid panel or whatever. And then coming all the way down. So I'm interested to see what tweaks there are. 
to the actual silhouette itself. There seems to be, you know, with um, with the heel portion as well, the heel counter and stuff. I don't know. Um, again, milking Travis Scott for all it's worth. You've just got to look at the the fragment collab, which is, in my not so, not so humble opinion, quite comical when it comes to you know like a double collab. They basically just took the two most arguably the two most iconic well probably not arguably the two most iconic sh- silhouettes from both of them in terms of their their collabs with nike and just smushed it together and are gonna are gonna break the bank with it but um yeah i mean as an air max one fan i think uh, some of the colorways look all right and i'm interested to see the tweak on it because it's rare that i don't think there's ever anything other than just the og shape that really cuts it for air max one but i mean yeah, I'd like to see something change my mind. Like, I'm, I'm a bit of a masochist like that. I am a purist. I love the OGs. But at the same time, if they can tweak it and I like it and it's not just because it's Travis Scott and because there is actually some design elements, I'm all for it. Appreciate that. Um, Ekin, did you have something to say? Yeah, I agree with the what people say about Travis is getting rinsed. Like, especially with the 270s. I feel like the only reason why they just collaborated with 270s is just to make the silhouette more um, popular and like with the air max ones um i understand like there's no like correlation between you know travis and like air max one but like i feel like for some people like since air max one's like such a classic silhouette i think like some people will be like happy with the collaboration like especially with me since like the air max one was like my first sneaker I'm looking forward for this collaboration. Hopefully they don't, you know, mess it up like the 270s. But yeah, with like the different changes with like the like the lacing system that someone mentioned, um, I wonder how like they're gonna, you know, put everything together to make it like different and unique. Cool, appreciate that. Ask, um, I saw your mic flashing um, a while back. Did you want? Did you have anything to add on that at all? No, I was told that was Clubhouse ways of clapping, so I was agreeing with the point being said. Sorry. Ah, okay, cool. No worries. Rain, my man, um, do you want to add anything in terms of um, your thoughts on regarding this collaboration, Air Max One and Travis Scott? Yeah, um, well, nothing that, that hasn't already been said. I think from the point of, I think someone mentioned it, there's that, that, that disparity between um, the newer sneakerhead and the Air Max One. So, what better way to get them involved with somebody who does collaborations with McDonald's, which sold out a guy that can, well, when he goes on to and does his collaborations with Fortnite, he, he has record breaking um, concerts. You know what I mean? The Air Max one, <clears throat> if it doesn't purport to grow status for nearly everybody after all the new sneaker heads or the, the, the fanboys or the hype beast after this collaboration, it will be crazy. And now, I can't remember who said it about the, um, I didn't actually think of it, five different um, releases. One will be a friends and family, I'm assuming, or maybe even two. Um, Imagine if those are regional exclusives. That's going to be crazy because I know that, for example, Philip's going to want all, he's going to want all of them. Dwayne Van Wiljams is going to want all of them. Sculpts is just a money man, so he's going to want them all. People like Tasha is going to want them all. You know what I mean? I will want them all. You know what I mean? So that, that, this collaboration potentially, potentially, 
is one of the biggest collaborations to happen of recent times, potentially, if it goes well and the marketing's done well. If you think about uh, the, the stuff that he's done historically, like the man's done a collaboration with Nerf Guns, which is arguably one of the biggest franchises for toy guns out there. You know, well, no, not arguably, it is. And 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 he got that collaboration. Now he's going to bring out five potential silhouettes in um, uh, uh, a historical, iconic Air Max model. That's going to be insane. So, do you not think, with with all of his um, Midas touch, so to speak, do you not think he's being rinsed? Well, this is the thing: is is it Travis being rinsed? You know what I mean? Like again, he knows he he him and his team know his worth. You know what I mean? He's not going to... Well, I don't think. I, I don't think he'll enter into a partnership with Nike believing that his brand is going to be damaged. As far as I'm concerned, I think he, at the moment, and, and probably of recent... And, okay, he's had, he's had a couple um, um, bum releases, but he, he, his trainers and the apparel that come with it are quite big pullers. So I don't, I don't think it's being rinsed. It, it depends. If... If after this Air Max 1, they then do a, I don't know, a Jordan 2, and then they do a, a Jordan 14, and then do a, I don't know, Jordan 31, then, yeah, we're, we're going to start saying, rah, like, no, they're taking the mickey out of you, Trav. You need to allow this and, 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 and just stick to the music or whatever it might be. But I don't, I don't think it's being rinsed. I think it's what the consumer wants. And from the point of view of, right, there's going to be five silhouettes, and let's just say, oh, there's going to be five colorways, and let's just say, each colorway has roughly 40,000 units. That gives the sneakerhead a chance or a better chance of getting a pair of a Travis One Air Max Ones. Travis Scott Air Max One, sorry. Wow. That's actually a good point. Wow. However, another question which I'm actually going to throw back at you, Rain. Scott is more known for collab. Sorry, Pedro, you're, you just put yourself on mute, like you're doing yourself an injustice there, mate. <laughs> Sorry, I said, is there a danger that Travis Scott will become more known for collabs than his music? Nah, impossible, impossible, impossible. The, the, um, the amount that he sells out in concerts and album sales and single sales, the, 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 the trainer sales are dwarfed by that. Like, I, I can't even think. Of, I, I'm sure when he did that, um, when he did the um, the the Fortnite thing, I, I want to say there was over seven million people on uh, watching on Fortnite. I, I might be wrong with that, but it was in the millions. So no way, no way. Cool. There's. Um, I think where we are now, we have come to the end of the questions for for this session. However. Um, this floor is now open to anyone that may have any any questions in regards to what has been discussed or anything outside of what has been discussed. So if you have any questions, um, the floor is now yours to ask. Um, I've got a question. Um, is it safe to say that Travis Scott is, of this for this generation, in terms of you look at everything, in terms of um, his music, how impact he is with his music to the, you know to the his fans as well as um the stuff that he's doing outside his music you know in terms of McDonald's with Jordan Brown slash Nike and all the other stuff he's done is it safe to say he's like 
this generation's Kanye West. Yes, Mitch. Um, I would have to agree with that. I would say he's kind of fell into that path. Um, obviously, Kanye done his bit for Adidas, and I feel like that's kind of where Travis Scott's going in the sense of he's started, obviously, a young career. He's collabed with so many different companies and made himself, his name, into an actual brand of Cactus Jack, made his own drink now. But the, the amount of stuff that he's going down and his, like, financial route um, is quite quite a massive leverage that he holds just on his Cactus Jack branding. So I feel like he is, he's got so much going for him in the realms of what he can do with the market, with all his different followers. Um, so yeah, I do feel like he is definitely on way above Kanye's status, if I'm going to be fully honest with you. Appreciate that. Jonathan, and then Fars. Yeah, no, I'll just agree with the, with the last guy, because um, especially when he said he's way above Kanye's, because look, with the likes of Kanye your Virgil's or Jerry Lorenzo or everyone from that collective, really, it's they've had very clear lanes. This guy is like a walking billboard for, I don't know, so many different companies and different brands. It's just ridiculous how he's able to do all of that stuff. Um, he's the first of his kind, I think, Like if you look at the new younger generation, to do so much across the board. Um, how marketable he is is just crazy. I don't think um, I, it, the other guys are probably looking and thinking, "What the hell? How can I get in on this?" Because it's yeah, I don't know. It's just mad. It's really wild when you look at the list of brands that he's collaborated with, and there's potential for even more. It's just like this guy's never gonna stop. Well, not never, but he isn't looking like he's slowing down. He's ramping up and it's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. But I don't think, the one thing I do think is that it doesn't have the same flavour that it does as Kanye West, right? Like, the culture feels so slightly diluted at this point that even though it is greater, I don't think it's, it doesn't have the same level of grandeur in my opinion. Like, being a walking billboard does not, translate as being a sort of someone who defines culture and I think that's where Travis and Kanye Kanye still wins on that level Jonathan do you think it's because uh, with all due respect do you think it's because you're a little older and the Kanye West kind of era wasn't there for these new dudes and Travis is Obviously, he's he's very he's very current. Kanye is still current, and he manages to do what he does. But do you think you're saying that, or what, or your feelings are because, well, you're just of a of of a different generation, just older, and and, and you don't necessarily like that. I, I correct myself. It wasn't seven. It wasn't seven million. It was ten million people on that fortnight. Um, on that fortnight um concert that he did. Now I wasn't on that, and I dare say there's probably m- maybe one percent of the people that was in that are in this group was on that. So therefore. Are we that into Travis like those other 10 million people that were there? Yeah, I think that's a fair point. But when you say the name Kanye West, it's still like if we if we if you're gonna ask the younger generation, then yes, Travis wins. But then when you look at it from like across the different 
age group buckets and all of that stuff. That's where Kanye wins, right? Like he's still been able to be consistent, and I just think it just had a. There's something about um, like Van Wals put up that post the other day about the Jordan one or the Kanye shoe, which one has the most impact, um, the Yeezy, and it's like you can't ever take away from the foundation, right? Because that's what started it all, right? Um, yeah, agreed, agreed. And if you don't have the Kanye, then you don't have the Travis. So for me, there's always that level of wrong, mad, because that captured our minds in a way that we've never seen before. Even though this ups it even more, it's kind of like, yeah, I see that and I appreciate it. And you, you can't take anything away from him. But for me, it's just like, yeah, Kanye is just, he's the model, right, that everyone's following. And however they're expanding it, he's basically what brings them to wherever they are, in my opinion. But yeah. Yes, Baz. Um, I'm baffled, to be honest. I'm absolutely baffled that, you, that anyone thinks that, that Travis Scott is comparable to Kanye. Cause, and my main point with that is that Kanye designed these shoes like or was part of a team that designed them. He didn't solely do any of them. He, um, he had... Um, that lady, surname's Beers, designed the Air Yeezy. Like, these were all unique silhouettes. Travis has put his name on something and been part of tweaking already existing silhouettes. So in terms of just straight up designing the shoes, or in that sense, Kanye wins. In terms of, I'd say, brand power, Travis is going to win in the sense of, like, just straight up his name. But you can also say that Kanye's not going to do McDonald's because Kanye's got more class about him. Do you know what I mean? I think the lowest he's stooped is Gap. And that's not even a thing because there's a tie to him and the Gap. Do you know what I mean? And that he used to work in the Gap, so it's kind of a full circle thing. But like Kanye's been at the forefront of changing the sneaker game from the moment he stepped into it. Whereas arguably Travis didn't do that. I mean, he's, well, first shoe was the 33, wasn't it? It was the Jordan 33. Then it was the one. Like, he he obviously proved himself with a 33, I guess. And then he got given a Jordan 1. I mean, you can go wrong with it. Plenty of people have gone wrong. But, and yeah, I just think Kanye, design-wise, um, impact on the sneaker game in terms of, like, you know, all of the silhouettes, the first 350s. Like, there's so many shoes that are iconic. Um and also his his fashion exploits, everything sells out. Tra- Travis been trying to sell all his merch. None of it sells out. He leaves it on for ages. It doesn't. Kanye doesn't do that. Kanye does lim- super limited runs of everything. Everything, give or take, is super high quality. I think it's not comparable in that sense. His star power, yeah. I mean, stick Travis's name on a on a chicken value meal, and people will buy it. Do you know what I'm saying? But like. People would buy the value meal anyway. It's just it's just another gimmick to add to the entire thing. I can see, I can see where people can get, I guess, caught up in his hype because he is a hype machine. However, musically as well, Kanye's fallen off in a lot of sense. But I swear, if Kanye actually wanted to put together an amazing album, like as consistent as, you know, uh, graduation drop out like all of that he could easily do that and i feel like travis's music game has fallen off his collabs are all right but like musically he's fallen off for me as well to be honest i think a little bit distracted by by um sneakers but that's just me 
Appreciate that. Troni, talk to me. Yo. Yeah, what I was saying about that step, my statement was like, you know, similar in terms of, you know, is this generation's Kanye West, if that makes sense. We all know, in my opinion, I think Kanye is like, you know, he, he opened a lot of doors, especially when people thought he was, um, I remember he had that interviewing back in 2013 and what he wanted to do and, you know, he was just passionate, but at the same time, he was he gets very frustrated. We know he's bipolar as well. And in the end, ten, less than 10 years later, he is where, you know, he's doing what he wanted to do, but what he, by doing so, he's opened a lot of doors for people like Travis Scott to be able to, you know, take it to the next level. And, you know, um, remember Kanye didn't have that decision to make it limited or more, you know, remember that's Adidas. Because remember Nike, you know, his first couple of Yeezys, you know, the Yeezy one, the Yeezy two were not an easy, you know, they were a limited run. The Louis Vuittons was of one, the price was so high. And secondly, it was a limited run. And then um, even when he went to Adidas, the first couple of models were a limited run. Obviously, Kanye said eventually everybody were able to buy Yeezys because he's obviously gone to Adidas to say, you know, you know, we want, uh, I want everyone to be able to get them eventually. But it was smart marketing on both sides because I think Kanye, bought, you know, was his staff as well. He knows he needs to build a hype up in order for it to, you know, get to the level that it is now. But like I said, Travis Scott's fan base, is, it's it's very similar from what I can remember because I've been following Kanye West from the get-go. And Kanye was just a breath of fresh air when he came out. And then it just built slowly. But he, he, you know what I mean? He really built because his music was that good. And um, yeah, so his fan base grew and it's just grown to the point, especially after graduation, especially that album, that took him to the next level in my opinion and then um yeah and with Travis Scott it's just a similar I can see it as they both you know Travis Scott is just the Kanye West of this generation that's just my opinion with that cool appreciate that um I'm going to give the honor to Joseph who's just um appeared I don't know how much you've um caught but um I'm going to I'm going to ask do you have any questions in regards to what has been mentioned or in regards to the subject title at all um yeah. Um, well, in regards to what's been mentioned, obviously, I've only been here for a small bit. I didn't, I caught on to the end pre-question talk now. But in terms of I'm coming from a much younger generation in, like, compared to a lot of people here now. So Travis Scott, looking at it from what I'm guessing Kanye West would have been like back in the day is same amount of hype following in the same path, same shoes, doing press runs, big concerts, whatever. But uh, in terms of shoes, Kanye West has built something now that eventually I I don't think Travis would like to go towards. I think he's just sees a new silhouette of shoes come out. All right, that's nice. Let me do that. Whereas Kanye West, I know obviously someone said it there. He didn't design all of it by himself he didn't single-handedly build up the easy empire but like i'm from dublin ireland and every time i go to the shops every time i run to the post office i five plus pairs of yeezys every single young person has yeezys every single i've seen middle-aged people with yeezys so it's just spanned so wide and i don't think that's something travis would ever get to in terms of that big of an empire now, as a brand name, obviously Cactus Jackies, I heard someone there talking about 
his own cacti, whatever, alcohol, blah, 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 other stuff like that. But in terms of shoes, I don't think he will ever get to where Kanye West is as of today. Appreciate that. Um, just want to touch on the point that you made, um, just as we round up. What are your thoughts that you can see young, young people wearing Yeezy shoes? Are you for it? Are you against it? Do you think it's been rinsed? What are your thoughts, um, Jason? I'm, I was, my brother now, he was one of the, his best friends, was very in early on it. And even got the, you know, like the turtle dose back in the day. That's when I was first introduced to them. And at that stage, I was just thinking like, these are some of the sickest shoes I've ever seen. Nowadays, I think I'm a fan, but I don't think I'd like to start collecting, start buying on all of them as it's just got to the point where like, like I, I don't want to be someone who runs out on the street and is the same as every single other person on the street there. Cool. Appreciate that. Many, many, many thanks for that. Right, guys, we have come to the end of um, this clubhouse, um, Collector's Dream or a Purist Nightmare, and um, Travis Scott, Air Max One. Um, for all of you that have been in the tents this evening, um, we extend our gratitude uh, to you guys for listening to us and all the points. For the guys that have been in the audience that have contributed to the discussion, um, again, we extend our gratitude. Um, we do have a chat next week. It may be the last one. Um, so, uh, huh? Yeah, it may be the last one. You know, you know what? Straight to jumping. I think it's just the thing of it's gone so well these ones um, up until this day and and next week. But obviously, the country's opening back, and and, I've, and we've seen a um, a big decline in 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 um, in in this week. And I've been looking around at other chats which are sneaker-related in the UK, and they've had a massive drop as well. So it, it's just a thing that we're, we're thinking about, but next week's going to go ahead and then we'll gauge it from there because we don't want to bore people or, or be doing something for something's sake. So that's the reason why. There you go. However, mm. next week is going to be a banger of a chat, and um, particularly for the ladies. So any ladies that knows female sneakerheads, this one's pretty much for you guys. Next week's chat is going to be um, after size inclusivity. What's next for the female sneakerhead? So we're going to be talking in around that. So anyone, any any females, just come to the party. It's it's going to be here next week. It should be a banging banging session. Um, but with all of that said, um, Rain, could I leave you to do? The sign out on us first, please. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, what we'll do, we'll leave the room open for about um, a minute. So if you haven't, if there's people you want to follow, just follow them. And likewise, um, we have an Instagram. If you're not a member or if you're not following us, follow that. And that is, do you remember what it is, Pedro? I always forget. Uh, the panel dot online. Boom, skeng. Um, and then obviously we have got a Facebook group. So if you've, um, I think it is the same, the panel.online or something along those lines. If you type it into the search, it will come up. There are two questions that you have to answer. It's Great. just to make sure that you're not um, someone that's just going to put fire emojis or just take the information that we put in there and run with it. So just a bit of a, a screening process. Um, also, final thing for me, if you are entering the offspring competition, 
the um, offspring competition for the Jordan 4 Uni Blues that are coming out, it won't hurt you to put in the hashtag the panel. It won't hurt you to do that. So on that, um, the room's going to stay open for about a minute um, and then we'll see you all next week. Nicole Moore. Hey. Peace, Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bless up, bless up, people. Have a good yeah. evening. Take it easy. Come on, Liverpool. Good night, good night, good night. Good night, Tash. Peace. Bye, kid. Yeah, great.